0: This is the Mark Stucheski Podcast. Laura Noel is a mindset coach and organizational development consultant who helps people and teams overcome mindset traps that are keeping them from reaching their highest potential. Laura, welcome to the show.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Oh my gosh, this has been a long time coming. I've been looking forward to this conversation.
0: Now, I got to say... I, I got to give, I, I love to get my listener a little inside uh, podcasting here. So one of the questions I ask on my form is if you have a challenging name like I do, please spell it out phonetically for me. And you said, Noel, like pronounced like the song, the first Noel. And of course, I immediately started going, the first Noel. <laughs> That's where mine went on that because I love Christmas. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> and of course, we're talking about mindset today because... If you don't have a good mindset, you can't be productive as a mom, a dad, an employer and an entrepreneur. If you are in the muck and the mire and you're just like, it's a gloomy day, like Eeyore, my, one of my homeboys from Winnie the Pooh, you know, always poor mindset. You know, you really can't be your best version of yourself. So we're going to talk a lot about mindset on the show today.
1: Uh, you know what? Mindset is everything. I, I, I always say it's your success is 95% mindset, 5% doing you have, you do have to get into movement, but if you're doing the right things, um, you're unstoppable, but you're right. It's, it's mindset is huge.
0: So what got you into mindset coaching?
1: So I was serving in the military for almost 27 years and throughout my journey, I was collecting all these degrees and certifications. Basically, I was looking outside of myself to figure out my purpose. And so I was just doing all of these things thinking, okay, so I'll land on something that sticks. And I started getting into personal development and I one of my last certifications was as a yoga instructor. But I got into the mindset piece of it more than the physical practice. That's really what um, touched my heart. And then I said, "Gosh, if I could find a way to bottle this up, this curriculum and the idea of this, and teach it to people in a way that they could um, make it was accessible to them and they could implement it into their daily lives, whether or not they're into yoga, um, I, this is what I want." Well, that's when I met Bob Proctor. And, um, I recognized the opportunity in front of a room full of like 500 people and just said, how do you know when you found your purpose? I asked him that question and, you know, the rest is history. He just started asking me about my training and my military career. And he put me on a path to doing just that teaching this. And in a short period of time, uh, within three months, not the three years that I was planning on, uh, retiring, Three months, I made the decision to leave my job and just go all in to coaching this because it changed my life completely.
0: Wow. Well, I want to thank you for your service for the country. That that's I, I'm always in awe of the people that do that. I, even if you were just a clerk, you served this country, and I just want to thank you for that. Now, you. it's funny that you mentioned purpose because I'm doing something, as my listeners know. June 3rd to the 6th, I'm actually going to do Tony Robbins Unleash the Power Within weekend for four days. And if you're not familiar with UPW, it's four 15 to 16 hour days and you just go, 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 go. It's total immersion. And I've always put this off for the longest time because I'm like, man, 15 or 16 hours. You start at six o'clock in the morning here in Houston and you just go and go. And go when you're done going, you keep going and going and going. But I've heard people say it's life changing and people who are willing to say, look, it, I don't have it all figured out. So I'm going to go to people, whether it's you or Tony or Dean Graciosi or Mark Stuchowski or whatever, and say, look, it, I don't have it all figured out, but I need your help. Those are the people who are going to be so far ahead as we get past. We go down the years. Some people are just like, well, I'm just going to put in the minimum effort possible. Then I got to watch, binge watch Netflix and play my video games. And they're going to wonder why is no one around? Because we all decided to go all in and now we're way past you. So let's talk about that.
1: Mm, I I love that you're going to that. That is going to be life changing. And I really believe that you are your best teacher, but the coaches and the people around us are... They're helping us tap into ourselves. They're helping us redirect, redirect our energy and our focus so that we can really glean those lessons. And you can't learn those lessons and you can't be your own teacher if you don't take the time for yourself to do this and to do the hard work. The hard work isn't in physically doing something or following a strategy per se. It's the hard work, man, is in in really peeling back the layers of the onion and being willing to go deep.
0: I remember, I think about a year or two years ago, I heard that a lot of successful people read a lot. And what really struck me is like, huh, all these really wealthy people make a priority to read and they're very wealthy. And people I know are struggling to make ends meet and they don't have time to read. And I'm like, okay, Mark Cuban's pretty busy. Elon Musk is pretty busy. And they make time to read. And so I make it a priority, a minimum of one hour every day. I'm doing some form of personal development because I want to be better tomorrow than I was today because today I should be better than I was yesterday. And I think people who just poo-poo self-development or reading, I think they're doing their 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 purpose, if you will, Uh, lack of service. Would you agree with that?
1: Yeah. And you know, an an interesting thing to add to that is then, I don't know if you've seen the people out there who are saying, I'm reading all the books and nothing is changing. It's like knowing more doesn't mean you'll do more. So I think the differentiating factor between a lot of these people that you mentioned is they're reading, reading to understand. They're not reading just to say, Oh, I, you know, I read the book and I can regurgitate that because nothing is going <laughs> to change because you haven't internalized it. It's not in your bones. Um, and that's, yeah, again, that's another piece of the puzzle to help you because when you read something, you're reading it to understand, but you're also evaluating it and that. In order to do that, you have to carve time out for yourself. And in order to reevaluate something, when you do that, your perspective changes in what you're capable of doing, what you know, what's real and what's imagined. Your fears, you know, your fears are a liar. But when we read and we can reevaluate how we see something, we see a lot of those things are just tissue
0: paper thin. I like how Gary Vaynerchuk puts it: we have to stop dwelling. And start doing so go and learn, go to the courses, go to UPW, go read the book, but then you have to do because your point, you can become mentally and intellectually constipated. And what I mean by that is means you just keep taking all this information in, but you got to let some of it out. And one of the best illustrations ever heard of this ever, my wife and I went to Dave Ramsey's Financial Peace University, and he said, look at people who have a giving spirit. When you, you hold out your hand, they put a $10 bill in there. Well, the money can come in and the money can go out, but people hold on to that money so tightly, well, nothing come in and nothing come out. And so you have to have that mentality that, yes, I am a productivity expert. You are a mindset expert, but I'm going to believe that you agree with me. I'm more of a productivity student first, and I'm going to say you're probably a mindset student first because the best experts are students first. Do you agree with that?
1: Yes. And I, I love that you're bringing in the money piece of it too, because I think about mindset and the science and psychology behind it and the universal laws behind that. And the law of compensation being one of them, right? Um, Napoleon Hill talks about this. You'll be compensated in direct proportion to the need there is for what you do, your ability to do it, and the difficulty there is in replacing you. So our Our quest and our drive for more knowledge that we can apply and learn and take in, that's how we become the best in our field at what we do is we're students first, always, it never stops.
0: And you should never, ever, as long as you're breathing, get to the point that you got it all figured out. I I, I think you should say, okay, I know a lot, but I don't know everything and I want to continue learning. And here's the thing. I'm not in college anymore, so I can read books that I want to read, that I'm interested in, and I think mistakes I made reading books up until 2021 is I was reading for the sake of putting another book on my list of books read. This year, I'm slowing down. I only read print books. I don't read anything digital. I will listen to audiobooks or read a print book, but I'm slowing down because I really want to immerse myself into what the author is saying. Because if you think about it, books are the best investment you can buy. Like one of my favorite authors is Cal Newport. I love his books, Deep Work, Digital Minimalism. And I paid like $15, $20 for the book. But if I asked Cal to get on the phone with me and read his book to me, he would not charge me $15 or $20. He charged me thousands of dollars. And I think when you put it in that perspective, books are such a tremendous investment. You got Facebook? Well, I am on Facebook. I have a Facebook page and I have a Facebook group, both under the name of Mr. Productivity. So if you are into Facebook, if you love Facebook, go look me up on Facebook. Just look for Mr. Productivity.
1: They really are. And, you know, I look at books differently now, too. And I'm in school right now, but it's in a field that I love and it's, um, Organizational psychology at a doctorate level. So the readings that we do are in the neuroscience, and I'm such a nerd and I love it. But you can't possibly read all of that. You have to skim. So it's a different kind of reading because you're getting through material and you're figuring out, oh, what resonates with me. But when I read, I read differently, um, and I'll never forget this lesson. It was so worth the cost of admission when I was paying to uh, work with Bob Proctor at a retreat, and he had us read this one passage by Thomas Troward. It was called Entering into the Spirit of It, and he said, in groups of five, I want you to read this for an hour and a half out loud. And you're going to take turns. So maybe you read a paragraph and then you'd say pass. And the reason why it was to keep us engaged and focused so you wouldn't daydream. So we did it for an hour and a half. And he said, I want you to go back to your room and read it three times by yourself. When I read that, I was moved to tears. I have never internalized a piece of literature, something so profound. It was in every fiber of my being. It wasn't something that I memorized. It had become a part of me. I was, I've never, I used to read to, like you said, just, you know, get through the book or to memorize it or be tested on it. But, I study when I read. So I might read Neville Goddard's The Power of Awareness or Think and Grow Rich by Napoleon Hill, but only read one chapter every day for a month until it's it's a part of me. And I don't even realize, like I look back and I'm spouting off things. It's It's become who I am.
0: That's amazing because if you want to know something, whether it's mindset, productivity, you know organic farming whatever there's so many books out there that you can read but you just can't read you have to absorb and implement so what I want to do now is I, I I never want people to listen to my show and go well they talked a lot about mindset I feel really warm and fuzzy inside I want to give them practical things they can do to improve their mindset so whether they're out walking the dog they're in the kitchen cooking they're on an airplane going to see family I want them to get some really simple ideas from you Laura that can help them begin to improve their mindset so what what do you got for us
1: yeah first and foremost is you have to create the space and if you want to really up level your results or create di- something different for yourself, It, you know, this is the thing that's so easily dismissed. And I know that I did this as well. Taking a pause to think because you have your ability to use your imagination, your intuition, your mental faculties, your reasoning ability, will, memory, perception. Those are God given talents and gifts you've been given. But when we're so busy and doing what's this strategy, I'm going to do this strategy, like you can have the best productivity hacks, which are important. But if your mindset isn't there to utilize them, or you don't create the space to use them and to have the discipline to use them, they're not going to help you, you have to, you have to utilize them and implement them. So first and foremost, creating the space, I used to think that taking a pause just to think was being lazy now it's a part of my it's in my schedule so here's here's something that i would love your listeners to do is to write a list if you're stuck in the grind and you're moving and being pulled in 8 million different directions make a list of things that you would love to have as a part of your self-care self-nurturing family care all of that stuff so if it's If you want to stop working at four so you can have dinner with your family, then write it down. If you want to go to your child's school play or track meet, write it down. If you want to take Fridays off and you'd love to just have three-day weekends forever or four days, write it down. So all these things that you want to have in your life, don't allow yourself, oh, but how is it going to happen? Yes. Right? Don't let that stop you. Just write it down. You're just dreaming. You're not going to do anything right now. Then just get out a blank calendar piece of paper on your computer and then write those things in, plot them in. If you want to exercise and put your health as a priority, write it down and then start to plot them on the calendar and then build your work around that. And I know it sounds counterintuitive, but when we're in the grind and (laughs) we're playing small because we can't think. We don't have the space to think and you think about it. If you go to the gym and you're working out and you have a hard workout, the trainer wants you to take rest so you can grow. The same is true with your mind. So write those things, be deliberate with your rest and the pauses. Don't feel guilty because you need that to grow. Put it on your calendar. Now, if it's a crazy thing to even think of taking Fridays off, then what if you just started with a couple of hours, just a couple hours early, start there, be in integrity with your calendar, put it on your real calendar, and hold yourself capable, hold yourself accountable in doing that. And then add another thing. This is how you start to live your best life. But think about when you're most creative, like I'm most creative, like if I'm taking a shower or um, I was on my treadmill and I heard somebody say something and I'm like, ah, I got off the treadmill. I got my phone <laughs> and put it in my notes. But do you know, by the time I got my smoothie and went to take a shower, I forgot what that thing was, what the person had said. Wow. Thank God I put it on my notes, wow. right? So um that's why the pause is so important because you are most creative and tapped in to your intuition when you're calm,
0: and I just want to add, I want to actually—I um, can't think of a word right now. I, I'm lost. I want to verify what you said. It's probably not the right word about writing things down. So every morning, I have a bullet journal. I tried so many planners. I've gone to the bullet journal because I can totally make it mine. It's just blank pages. But what I do is I write my five goals for the next year down every single day. Okay. Now, why do I do that? Number one, I want my subconscious mind to know this is going to happen. Okay. Number two, I don't copy the goals from day to day. So if my goals change, I just write whatever on my heart that day. But the point is, writing them down. Most people think around the end of December, well, next year, maybe lose weight, stop smoking, um, read a book. That's it. And it's so like offhand, they don't sit down. They don't think about their goals. If you write your goals every day, I will tell you, it is so powerful. And you go, you don't remember what the goals are. You just sit down and go, my goals are for next year, one, two, three, four, five, or one, two, three, whatever case may be. And the next day, They could be different, but the fact that you wrote them down, you're telling your brain, I am serious about this. If you just keep them in your brain, your brain's got so many things to do, it's gonna forget these goals. When you write them down, it become they become real.
1: Mm, Yeah, you know, writing causes thinking, Mm -hmm. and thinking causes an emotional connection. And that emotion controls like you know how like energy attracts like energy. The same is true with people. The same is true with thoughts and ideas. So if you are thinking, oh, I can't do this. Oh, never mind," You're going to have lots of thoughts that match that, that are coming along for the ride. So if you're constantly telling your mind, this is what I'm doing. This is where I'm going. And you're reminding yourself and you're getting emotionally involved. You'll start noticing even without trying that your habitual behavior will start to shift and mold as a result of that message being embedded in your subconscious. It's really fascinating.
0: I remember the first time I read Think and Grow Rich. And he said that most people don't get things figured out until their fifties or sixties. And I'm like, I think I first read it in like my thirties. I'm like, ah, what does this guy know? And sure enough, I'll be 56 on June 21st. And I'm like, you know what? Things are becoming more in the focus for me. I feel like I'm at the optometrist's office. I knew I could get it out. And they're going clear, 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 clear. I used to hate that. Clear, clear. But now my life is coming clear. Why? I had to go through my 20s and 30s and 40s to go, okay, that worked. That didn't work. I like this. Didn't like this. So everything's starting to come into clarity. Yes, some people do achieve massive success in their 20s and 30s but most people are over 50 just like Napoleon Hill said who he learned it from Andrew Carnegie who was kind of kind of wealthy kind of successful become a free Mark Stuchowski insider today by going to mrproductivity.com when you do you will get my top 5 productivity tips absolutely free the Mark Stychowski Insider, free at mrproductivity.com.
1: <laughs> just just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the first recorded billionaire in the Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, a little. Yeah, that's so true. Um, it's interesting because I didn't start this journey until my late 40s, and now I'm 52, and I feel like a, a kid again. It's so exciting. And I would say that there are people early on who maybe reach a high level of financial success. um, But maybe, um, and that's an awesome thing, but maybe there's other areas where they don't feel connected. Like there's maybe they. I've met people who are sacrificing that for the relationships they long to have or, you know, other passions they want to pursue, but you can have it all. And I think sometimes it just takes time to work out the kinks And, um, and no, I love that. You said that get clarity, make mistakes, fall forward, fall fast and get clear on what you don't want. So you can be more clear on what you do want.
0: (laughs) (laughs) You know, what's funny is a lot. There's a lot of wealthy people in our world today. A lot of Bezos, Elon Musk, Mark Zuckerberg, Bill Gates, whatever. And then you go back into history, you know, King Solomon, all these people, but The last four words of everyone's life that has gone before us ends the same. And then they died. Why do I say that? You shouldn't hoard your wealth, your knowledge, your gift with the world uh, to yourself. You should share it because whether you believe in an afterlife or, or not, the point is you are put here for a time such as this to serve those people who are attracted to you with the gift you have. So you shouldn't save it for the perfect client or this perfect uh, company, whatever you should serve now because we are not promised another hour, another minute, another second. And I believe in living full out. I don't want to, save it from 70 i may not make it to 70 i hope i make it to triple digits i think so many people are playing it safe they're waiting for that great opportunity to come along and i think that's the wrong mindset you should be giving everything you have every day
1: absolutely it you know when we say oh i i want this i want that and this is exactly how i'm going to get it it's like we're We're opening a door and then all the windows we shut, we nailed shut. So we're, we're, you know, hoarding our time, hoarding our resources. And, you know, we can only take us as far as our level of awareness will take us. Mm -hmm. And we as human beings have no idea what we're capable of. And so when we set our sights on a big, beautiful, worthy ideal or goal and we put it out there into the universe, it, our job is to stay focused on that goal and to move forward every day and take, listen to our in, intuition and the inspiration. That's, that's, you know, energy coming to you. That's for a reason. It's your job to act on it, but you don't have to know the mechanism and how you're going to get there as you're moving, you'll figure it out. But when we get so locked in to, I have to serve this kind of client only right now, or then we're closing ourselves off because if we're open and we're opening up all the windows for all of the abundance, that person that we talk to that might not be, I'm saying in air quotes, your ideal avatar, it could be an incredible conversation that leads to something else. It, you know, it's, um, abundance can come to us in all forms. We just, we have no idea where it's coming from. We just have to be open to receiving it.
0: I love how Jim Collins in his best selling book built to last talk about big Harry audacious goals. And I believe everyone should have a BHAG, but the problem is let's say your BHAG is a summit Mount Everest. Okay. You can't summit Mount Everest this weekend, but you can figure out what your first step is. Like my first step is I would have to go to the search engine and go, How do you summit Mount Everest and find out? I mean, it costs money. You got to be physically fit the whole nine yards. So what I want the listener to do is after listening to you on the show is I want them to say, okay, what is one thing I could do today? That's going to improve my mindset. Not two, not 12, not 50. What is one thing you gave us a lot to think about today, Laura, but if If you can only boil it down to one tip, your best tip ever. Now, maybe you already talked about in the show. Maybe you got it back in the the secret compartment of your brain. What is that one thing? I really want to make someone walks away from this uh, conversation with us and goes, I got it. I'm going to do that today.
1: The first thing is you have to have time, even if it's just 15 minutes for yourself to think and set yourself up for the day. Because when you have that clarity, um, you and you are clear on your goal, even if it's just the first step in that goal, you'll be clear so that when other things are being thrown at you, you'll know, is it in alignment? Is it not? Okay, can I turn it down? Can I say no? This is in alignment. I'm going to do that. You're going to be more in control of you when you do that. So first thing in the morning, even if it's just 15 minutes close your eyes, think about your day. How do you want to be today? What can you do toward your goal and your vision?
0: And you have the most control of the beginning of your day. So if that means you have to get up 15 minutes early because the kids are running around or whatever, get up 15 minutes early because the more your day goes on, the less control you have. So I love what you said, Laura, start intentionally seven days a week. She didn't say take the weekends off seven days a week. If you're just going to binge watch Netflix all day on a Saturday, that's okay, but do it consciously. Don't do it like, Oh, whatever. Do it consciously. I I'm just going to watch football day to day or basketball or baseball, do it intentionally. So I love that. So Laura, where can we go to find out more about what you're doing in the world and how we can find out more about you?
1: Oh, thanks. Well, I have a welcome page for your listeners. So it's stretchintosuccess.com backslash ski. And on that page is, there's more mindset changing techniques there. So I have a free PDF for people to download, um, which would be very helpful and add on to what we talked about today. I have a link there to be added to the waiting list for my next free workshop. And then there's a link also if something inspired you and you want to connect and see if having a conversation for you or your team would be a good idea, you can book a free call with me.
0: And listener, I, I know you probably know this by now because you've been listening to my show for a while. Ski is S-K-I. I I haven't told the story in a while, but my wife and I went to a restaurant uh, about 15 years ago and we had to give her a name. And how, how many was in their party? And I said ski because I'm not gonna say Struchowski, I said ski party of two. And we're sitting there in the waiting area waiting. And she goes, the lady goes, Sky, party of too? I looked at my wife, I said, No, no. <laughs> and I walked up there and I'm like, Did you call ski? She said, No, I called sky. And I looked in her sheet, it said S-K-I. And I'm like, Oh my goodness, our schools are failing us. Uh, you don't, you don't go skying down the slopes in Colorado. Okay. You don't go water skying. Okay. I just, I'll never forget that. It's like, oh my gosh, sky party too. So listener, when you go to our website, it's slash S K I. Okay. Just want to make sure you don't miss getting <laughs> that. there. So Laura, thank you so much for being on the show. This is a ton of fun.
1: Thank you so much for having me.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Mark Stucheski podcast. I really hope it served you well today. Now head on over to my website, mrproductivity.com. Sign up to be a free Mark Stucheski insider. Get my top five productivity tips for entrepreneurs absolutely free. It's my gift to you. And until tomorrow, my friend, go be productive.